sometimes controversial, always politically incorrect, and pro-life without exception, without compromise, and without apology. It's the Pro-Life America podcast with your hosts, Sarah Waits and the president of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. As you heard, I'm Mark Crutcher, and lurking nearby is Sarah Waits. Hello, everyone. So, Mark, we got a new review of the podcast. <laughs> so, a user named Nerdy Scholar writes, Great pro-life podcast. I feel so educated, encouraged, and edified when I listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for leaving your review. And anybody who is listening, if you have any thoughts, whether positive or negative, about the podcast... We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback on the podcast so we can hopefully know what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong and get better, get better. Right. And in every episode, I always in the description have a link to where you can go to review the podcast. You can review it on Apple Podcasts, of course, but there are other places that you can leave reviews. We go and read them. And so this is a good way to get feedback. Speaking of hearing from our listeners... We also got a question about last week's episode. And if you haven't gone and listened to last week's episode. We're talking about the fact that uh, the abortion industry is flaunting state laws about mandatory reporting. And basically, as I've said many, many times since we first released our child predator report, the National Abortion Federation and Planned Parenthood are operating a nationwide pedophile protection racket. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're protecting men who rape minor children, mainly because the men are the ones who have the money. Mm -hmm. And at AM Pro-Lifer or American Pro-Lifer on Twitter, they ask, I wonder, is there a statute of limitations in Texas that would prohibit the attorney general from going after Planned Parenthood for their past failure to report? We all know they hardly ever reported children coming in for abortions to cover up rape and incest. First off, it's not just a statute of limitations in Texas. Yeah, most states have it, right? Most states are going to have a statute of limitations. But yeah. the fact is it's irrelevant because this is an ongoing crime. Mm -hmm. Even if you picked out a particular instance that happened, let's say, five years ago, and you, somebody looks at it and says, well, the statute of limitations has run out. It doesn't matter. They're doing it every day. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go after this, it's a very easy thing to prove up. All you have to do is look at how many abortions they did according to the numbers they filed to get Title X funding. All you have to do is look at the number of abortions they did on children under a certain age and see how many reports they made. If they don't match up, they're violating the state's mandatory reporting laws. It's well, that I simple. Would, I would think it would be as simple as when a child comes forward with rape allegations, all they have to do is look and see, okay, let's ask her if she was ever pregnant and ever taken for an abortion. It should be as simple as that. Well, that's one way of doing it, but the easiest way to do it would just be to do a search on how many patients they had under the state's age of consent mm -hmm. and how many reports were made. If those don't match up, then they didn't report. Well, does that violate medical privacy, though? You don't have names attached to it. You're just looking at numbers. But if then you're also having to rely on the abortion clinics honestly and reliably reporting the ages of their patients. Well, not really. You don't think so? No, because they apply for funds under Title X. Mm -hmm. And one way they get funds is by telling how many patients they saw who could not pay and how many of them were below a certain age level. 
So they're not going to make those numbers smaller. If anything, they're going to make them larger because they get more funding that way. Okay. The attorney general of a state can always get those numbers. Okay. And all they then need to do is look and see how many reports were made. And if those numbers don't match, they're not I guess the reports, it's going to be a big zero. When we looked at that here in Texas, back when we did the child predator report, Mm -hmm. and understand this is not just for Texas. This was nationwide that we did this. Mm -hmm. We found that only one out of 11 reports of children seeking services that indicate sexual activity resulted in a report. One out of 11? And most of those came from emergency rooms, not from what are called family planning service providers like Planned Parenthood. Wow, okay. So they're not reporting, period. Mm -hmm. But the statute of limitations is not the issue. You can prove this up today. It's motivation. They don't have the will to do it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the parallels, I think, here is we look down here in South Texas and we see... Right now, on average, 7,000 illegal aliens coming across the border every day. Mm -hmm. This is just as illegal as it can possibly be. And yet, there's no will in this country to do anything about it. The powers that be, particularly in the Democrat Party, want those people here. Yeah, They want open borders. So it's tempting to look at this and say, well, wait a minute. The law is being broken here. Why isn't somebody doing anything about it? Mm -hmm. You have to have the will on the side of the people who enforce the law before anything's done. And what's happening here and what this AM pro-lifer is bringing up is a very good point. But it's not because of the statute of limitations. It's Mm -hmm. because there's no will in the um, government to do anything about this. I don't think we can complain about the fact that we're seeing children being preyed upon by adults when we don't do anything to enforce mandatory reporting laws to me, it kind of reminds me of that video you showed me about the woman with a nail in a head. Yeah, right. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't seen it, I'll see if I can find the link. But it's basically, pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But basically, the woman has a nail in her head, and she's talking to her boyfriend, and she just wants to talk to him about the emotional stuff. And he's trying to help her yeah. by, like, you know, we could go take the nail out. And she's like, you just don't understand. Right. <laughs> it's the same deal. Like, we complain and we talk about how is this happening to our children, but we're not getting the nail out of the head. Right. Right. The nail's still sticking out of our forehead. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to that. But like I said, it always gets back to the same thing. Nobody wants to do anything about this. Mm-hmm. They could shut down Planned Parenthood. They shut down every one of these abortion clinics and put most of these abortionists in jail Yeah. over this today if they wanted to. They don't want to. Speaking of lack of motivation, we've been talking about the censorship and the going after conservatives and right now our emails are being blocked blocked basically by google google is blocking out our emails we're having to look at getting a different carrier for that Mm -hmm. we're going to get that taken care of but you know we're seeing this right now with twitter Mm -hmm. and elon musk what he's doing you know really what we have we Hmm. have a bunch of childish techno nerds running these companies in the case of twitter for example You had a bunch of these children decide that the president of the United States could not have a Twitter account. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. Well, you know, here's the thing. For so long, we have heard people in the House and the Senate keep on talking about doing something about this. And what's happened? They don't do anything. They've had hearings. They've done lots of scratching of the chin. And yet, nothing has been done. Well, let's make something real clear here. Twitter is a private company. Mm Mm-hmm. And the First Amendment does not prohibit them from engaging in censorship. Mm -hmm. They can put out whatever they want to put out. They can say, we're not going to let conservatives on Twitter. They have that right to do that. But when you have evidence now 
that they are meeting on a weekly basis with people from the FBI and the people from the Department of Justice telling them what they want put out and what they don't. Now, all of a sudden, it does become a First Amendment issue Mm -hmm. because the government is calling the shots. So let's don't conflate two things that don't go together, which is, you know, we say, well, we don't want them to engage in censorship. Well, we may not want them to, but there's nothing illegal about it. But the minute the government is calling the shots, then it becomes a constitutional issue. And you're not old enough to remember this, but this is Soviet Union stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is no different than what was going on Pravda. with Pravda back in the days of the Soviet Union. Yeah. This is government-controlled dissemination of information. Mm-hmm. This is a dangerous situation. And some of these children that they have running these organizations should be going to prison. And they did this, by the way, two weeks before the election between Biden and Trump. Yeah. Don't tell me that that didn't affect affect the election. Yeah. It did. Mm -hmm. By the way, we have some good news coming out of England. So we talked a few episodes back about how 27-year-old Heidi Crowder had been fighting discriminatory Down syndrome abortion laws in the UK, which, just to sum it up, in the UK, abortion be carried out normally until 24 weeks, but up until birth if the baby is suspected of having a fetal anomaly. So she's been trying to get that overturned. Unfortunately, the courts over there did not support her arguments. But now she has been included on the BBC's 2022 Top 100 Women list, which is really and incredible. She's Down syndrome herself. Mm-hmm. She yeah. has Down syndrome herself. Yep. Back here closer to home. Speaking of Pravda. Speaking of Pravda <laughs> and control of information. The Associated Press now... Mm-hmm. has issued new guidelines yeah. telling all their people in the media not to use terms like fetal heartbeat mm-hmm. and don't use the word, I mean, the term late-term abortions. Mm-hmm. And certainly don't talk about heartbeat bills. Right, because they claim this favors the pro-life side. They also claim that they're, quote, overly broad and misleading given the disagreement over details such as what constitute a heartbeat at varying gestational ages. And it should be referred to as cardiac activity. So what activity does a heart engage in besides beating? The only thing I can think of is the contracting of the muscles to pump blood. Hmm. That's beating. That would be what we call a heartbeat, right? So That's cardiac activity. And they say that they are... um, they said it's flickering. flickering. Yes, flickering. I'm sorry. <laughs> because that's more scientifically accurate. Yeah, that's a more scientific term. It's, it's not a heartbeat. Let's not talk it's about a heartbeat. It's a flicker. It's a flicker. <laughs> and they say don't use late-term abortion. And they say uh, most U.S. abortions take place in the first trimester. By some definitions, any abortions after that, 13 weeks or later in pregnancy, are considered later term. Of course, that's not, never been the case. It says others use the term for abortions that occur at 20 weeks or later or near the time when a fetus is considered viable, the AP guidelines read. Instead, they advise them to use the term abortion later in pregnancy if a general term is needed. They're trying to put a happy face on abortion. Yeah. That's what this control of language is about. It's like calling it a pregnancy termination. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, we're not opposed to pregnancy termination. All pregnancies terminate. All pregnancies Women don't ter- stay pregnant for the rest of their lives. Right. They all terminate. They either terminate with a dead baby or they yeah. terminate with a live baby. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to sell pregnancy terminations than in his baby killings. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to get away from. They're trying to get away from emotionally charged words and desensitize it, put it in a way that doesn't sound so threatening, so, even so if bad. It's, even if it's dishonest. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not trying to stop pregnancy terminations. We're not stupid enough to think we can stop pregnancy terminations. They all terminate. Mm -hmm. 
Our problem is, what do they terminate with? A dead baby or a live baby? But that's just one example of millions of examples. And now they're just coming out and openly saying, telling mm -hmm. people, don't use these terms when talking about abortion. Well, the twisting of language has been the pro-choice side's oh, yeah. main tool that they've used for years. And the fact that the Associated Press is being honest about it is just further proof of that. It's unbelievable. Finally, another story that we have to cover this week. The Department of Justice now is openly admitting mm -hmm. that they are going after pro-lifers as a response to the overturn of Roe versus Wade. In delivered remarks at the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division, ironically, Civil Rights Division's 65th anniversary earlier this month, Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta described the overturn of Roe versus Wade as a devastating blow to women throughout the country that took away the, quote, constitutional right of abortion. And she urged the DOJ to basically ramp up the enforcement of the FACE Act. Yep. Tell people what FACE Act FACE is, is for those who don't know. Of, freedom of access to clinic entrance. What does that mean in layman's terms? That means it was actually meant to go after Operation Rescue many, many years ago when people were blocking the entrances of abortion clinics mm -hmm. physically with their bodies. Yeah. And so they passed this federal law, which is clearly unconstitutional, but nonetheless, they did it anyway to go after the pro-life movement. And it's been kind of sitting out there because there's been no egregious examples of this. There, we haven't seen in the last 15 years wholesale situations where people were physically locking themselves to front doors of abortion clinics or laying down in the street or whatever. So it's just been kind of laying out there. But now they're revamping it. They're coming back out with it and saying, because Roe was overturned, we're going to go after these people. Mm-hmm. And there's been something like 22 or 23 arrests, if I'm not mistaken, of people under this new enforcement of the FACE Act since Roe. Yeah, and we've covered some of those cases on the podcast. I'll put right. a link to one of those episodes. Yeah, but there's been over 175, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. acts of violence against churches that are pro-life. Crisis pregnancy crisis centers. pregnancy centers. Mm -hmm. Not one arrest has yeah. been made. And I would posit to you, I would guess, that no investigations are going on. No. They don't care about that. These places have been bombed. They've been set on fire and burned down. People have had their lives threatened. Mm -hmm. Services have been interrupted. And yet the Justice Department is doing nothing mm -hmm. about this. And we've talked about this before. I've said it for years that the closer we get to winning, the more violent our enemies are going to become. This is a good example of it. And we have been calling these battles, and, and there's other ones besides just the abortion battle, the cultural civil war. And people don't even want to hear that term. That's what we're in. And the Justice Department is right here saying, yes, we have a cultural civil war, and here's one of the tools we're going to use to fight it. We're going to dredge up this FACE Act, and we're going to go after people. And so they go to a guy's house, I think he was in Virginia, mm -hmm. in the middle of the morning, before they're even Six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Whole bunch of FBI agents swarming the house. Swarming the house with his kids there. And he had told them, please don't come to my house. I'll come outside. Mm -hmm. I just don't want my kids exposed to all this. They're kicking in the door and going in. Over what? An altercation with a clinic escort a year earlier who he claimed was being aggressive towards his son. Right. And the local authorities had already rejected any kind of legal mm -hmm. charges. Uh, charges against him. For this instance, and a year later, all of a sudden, you've got all of these Department of Justice and the FBI kicking in the front door and going raiding his, his house. house as if he's Chapo. Yeah, they don't do this with Chapo. 
They don't do this with all the people down at the border bringing fentanyl in that's killed 100,000 Americans so far. They're not doing that with them. Yeah. This is obscene. But I hope it reinforces to the American pro-life community, we are in a cultural civil war. That's what this is. Well, I think there are many people in my generation who don't understand the significance of the FACE Act. You know, you talked about Operation Rescue and what they did. And basically, like you said, they were going out, they were physically blockading, they were doing the arm links, sometimes they'd lay in front of the doors, they'd go limp. Yeah. There are some people who super glued the doors so nobody could go into the clinic in the mornings, you know, stuff like that. And the Operation Rescue movement was really big around the country. But then FACE came out and they started slapping huge federal sentences on average citizens who didn't really have the resources to do anything about that, then all of a sudden you had people who basically couldn't afford to do that anymore. And so now they're coming back out with this stuff. It seems like even on cases that may not necessarily even be technically face violations. Remember something. What the government's doing here is they're saying, even if we charge one of these people with face, mm -hmm. and we know it's not a face violation, so we know that once it goes to court, they won't be found guilty. But what will happen is between the time you charge them and the time they go to court, they're going to spend one hundred fifty or $200,000 defending themselves. Mm -hmm. the that's fees and that's everything what else, the goal yeah. here is. That's what they're trying to do. I suspect that most of the younger pro-lifers never heard of Joan Andrews. Mm -hmm. Her name now, Joan Andrews Bell. She's gotten married. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you're forgetting the last name there. Joan Andrews was at one time the heroine of the pro-life movement. She had gone into an abortion clinic in Florida mm -hmm. and walked past the desk in the front and went into the procedure room and used a pair of wire cutters to cut the plug mm -hmm. off of a vacuum machine. So they Off of a suction machine, a suction for, machine. An early, for an early abortion, right. yeah. So they couldn't do abortions that day. Mm -hmm. They picked her up and charged her, of mm -hmm. course, and she understood that, you know, I've damaged property. She was found guilty, and then they set a date for her sentencing. On the day that she was sentenced... They were sentencing a lot of different criminals that day. There were two men there who were convicted of second-degree murder. They got less time than she did. Wow. Not only did That's she get... Insane. She got sentenced to five years. For cutting a plug off of a machine. For cutting a plug off an abortion machine. Mm -hmm. And she served it in solitary confinement, and she served every day. She did not get parole. She served every day, and she served it in solitary confinement. Wow. By the way, I... I don't know if I told you or not. I talked to her last week. Oh, no, you didn't tell me. Yeah. She's 74, I guess it is now, and she's mm -hmm. confined to a wheelchair. Mm. But she just did a picket at some abortion clinic and got arrested. Just They arrested her <laughs> in a wheelchair. Can't stop her, even right? in a wheelchair. <laughs> she's a fighter. Um, that's the kind of thing that we can anticipate from mm -hmm. here on out. These sort of tactics used by the left, mm -hmm. we saw back during the Clinton administration. And it's not necessarily about fully winning. It's about taking the motivation out of people to fight back. Right. Yeah, it's about beating them down. And we saw that during the Clinton administration. And as you know, just from a personal standpoint, uh, now we're having our Google account blocked. In those days, we caught the FBI red-handed mm -hmm. opening our mail. Illegally. Illegally opening our mail and tapping our phones. They had a phone tap on our phones. We caught them at it red-handed. Mm -hmm. We caught them opening our mail. And they weren't even being subtle about it. I mean, we would get in a day's worth of mail. It might be an inch high or two inch high pile mm -hmm. of mail. Every one of them had been opened and taped shut. Every single one of them. Wow. They didn't even do the steam trick or anything no, like they that. Weren't, they weren't even very clever about it. But we're entering a new age now like mm -hmm. that. We're returning to that age 
mainly because this thing now is going back to the states. So Mm -hmm. you've got a decision to make if you're pro-life. Are you going to be frightened off the pond by these people, or are you going to fight back? Because that's where we are right now. The war has been declared. This situation with the Department of Justice, uh, this one woman, Gupta, coming out here making these admissions, that they are using the overturn of Roe as motivation to go after pro-lifers that they would not have been going after before. This is brand new because of the overturn of Roe. They're declaring war. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. So let's don't be mistaken about what's going on here. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have. That's all I have. If you have a question about the abortion issue that you'd like us to cover on the show, you can easily go to lifedynamics.com forward slash podcast. There's a form right there on the page where you can submit your question or show suggestion, and we'd love to hear from you guys, as we stated earlier in the show. We certainly would. We want to hear good or bad. (laughs) And if you're pro-abort and you want to argue with something we've said, just give us a call. I think Mark would love to have uh, a debate with you on the show. Anyway, just give us a call anytime. And uh, we'll be happy to visit with you. That's all I've got until next Thursday. Remember, Life Dynamics is not here to put up a good fight. Mm -mm, We're here to win. Because winning is how the killing stops. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.